The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners, where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to uplevel your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome to episode 102 of the Next Level Life podcast with special guest Alicia, the naughty naturopath mum. Alicia is a naturopath, creator, and owner of the Naughty Naturopath Mum Flower Essence range. She's a blogger and mum of two young children. Alicia loves to motivate and inspire people to keep healthy with her passion for gut health. She encourages people to make great choices in life, especially in the areas of food, nutrition, and emotional support, such as using her flower essence remedies and keeping our stress levels down. She also likes to remind us that no one is perfect and we often need to make mistakes to learn and occasionally be a little bit naughty. She believes that having fun in life and striving for our form of balance are the most important things to achieve our emotional and physical health. Our conversation today dives straight into strengthening our emotional health, managing stress and anxiety in a natural way, raising our vibration with flower essences, the importance of sleep and knowing our emotions, understanding ourselves more, being kind with our inner dialogue, the willingness to let go and set healthy, clear boundaries, the fast lessons we learn as business grows and setting our day up well for the best emotional support. I hope you enjoy today's conversation. Let's dive straight in. Well, good morning on this beautiful winter's morning. Alicia, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Christine. I'm so glad to finally be here. Yes, it's been a long time coming. We've been chatting about this <laughs> this podcast conversation for months now, so I'm so glad that I we know to connect. I know, isn't it lovely when the stars finally align? Absolutely. So I would love to just dive right in if you can. So can you tell yeah. us a little bit about you and what you do with Naughty Naturopath Mum? Sure. So yes, my name's Alicia also known as the naughty naturopath mum that's one of the first questions I get asked why naughty so I think it's a good way to begin my who am I I'm a naturopath and I'm not naughty all the time but I like to keep things as real as possible and I don't believe health is a a fixed point that we're always trying to get to I think health is a a balance (laughs) Um, so if we're in balance mentally and physically that that's what I I call health and um, a good level of health is sometimes breaking the rules because our emotions have a lot to do with our health. In fact, I believe they pretty much run our health uh, physically. And so, you know, having that, that, that authentic share helps people realize, well, yeah, health's just not always about drinking green smoothies and being in the lotus position. It's, it's sometimes having a wine and your chocolate, at the end of a you know a hard week health is is so many areas so a, a naughty naturopath mum sort of summed me up um i was never someone to walk in the same grooves as everybody else right from the beginning of my studies so um yeah i've challenged my health a lot <laughs> i've learned what not to do and what to do and 
I don't always do the right thing. So I like to encourage that transparency because I am such a uh, figure online now. It helps me even more spread the word that authenticity and keeping things real is, you know, it's much more important to me than than pushing down the throats of everyone what they should be doing to remain healthy. Um, and the mum part, the mum part's pretty obvious. I, <laughs> I'm a mum to two. They're seven and eight right now. Um, boy and a girl, lots of fun. They've taught me a lot of things along the way about my energy and managing energy and my health. And, um, yes, my main business these days is a flower essence line, the Naughty Naturopath Mum Flower Essence Blend. So we help many, many people now shift their energies and get them into alignment of what they're trying to get to and um yeah it's 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 an amazing business i feel really lucky to be part of and to have grown it in into what it is now and it's been a long time like when did you get this started um six years ago officially <laughs> as in this september it'll be six years since i've had a website but it was sort of in the background for a year before that it was just selling from facebook and a lot of word of mouth stuff that kind of created a business I didn't even know I was going to form. Um, I stopped consulting before doing some travel and then had my first baby and the flower essences was something I was just keeping my toe in the water with and dabbling. And it, it's, yeah, it really spiraled into this really uh, big, big business quite quickly, you know, so we're only six years in and I know that sounds like a long time to some people, but, um, in business life to be as lucky to have it go this long it's it's I feel like we've got a lot ahead of us I don't feel I yeah. feel like we're at the beginning stages still yeah absolutely I'm sure that yeah. there's been massive amounts of lessons in that first six years <laughs> oh my god yes um, I just yeah I I don't think anything can grow you as much as running a business and becoming a mum and I did them simultaneously so you know many meltdowns and Many adrenal burnouts later, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done for getting this far because it is a feat. Thank you. That yes. It's been successful for that long, so that's great. Thank you, yes. So I want to go back to what you talked a little bit about when it, came, when it comes to balance. So the infamous okay. word balance. I know that a lot of balance. people talk about the work-life balance, the yep. mom-life balance. Like what yep. is balance and how do you help people gain that balance? Yes. Um, well, I want to preface any of this answer with, you know, it's such an elusive thing to attain, isn't it, in any area. Um, I mean, I just think moving towards balance is an achievement, you know, not being so far one side with anything. Um, but there is never a, oh, look at me, here I am, I've achieved the balance. That point has never been reached by me or not many people I know. Um, so... I think just the actual trying to attain the balance helps, you know, if you find yourself too inactive, you know, some balance of doing a walk or two a week, you know, just moving away from that too much at one side. Um, or if you're, you know, really not well, uh, you've been very unhealthy, getting sick a lot, just starting to make some changes in your diet and looking at your stress management, just moving towards a balance. Um, and, and the whole work-life balance, well, you know, that, that's a very individual journey for everyone. But as long as that's a recognition there that that's trying to be attained, I, 
I think you're already on the right track to moving towards balance. It's the people that are like, no, everything's fine when they're too far one side. Um, and the way I help my customers achieve working towards balance is by shifting energy, shifting emotions, because basically our biggest roadblocks to achieving balance is basically a head game. Um, so emotions are the root of all of that. We have a lot of layers of emotions in us that, you know, often we don't have times to process every single emotion that we experience throughout a day. So when you look at what could have been suppressed or repressed for years and however old you are now, you know, there can be a lot of emotional roadblocks stopping some balance from creeping into your life. So I like peeling back those layers of energy, releasing those emotions, getting people excited again about feeling different, which leads to a better choice for themselves. Mm. So sorry for the long-winded answer, but that's, that's what all. we do. <laughs> and it's so in-depth, right? It can't be yeah. that simple thing. Balance is not about the simplicity of it. It's literally no. being able to have the awareness to look within and go, okay, so where am I out of balance inside not ex yeah yeah not externally it's never externally um it may feel externally and i think we stay in that um mindset until we have clarity because everything does come from within us and once the perspective shifts which can only happen once our emotions and energy have shifted um we'll see that there are changes can be made that are actually everything to do with an internal force not an external force mm. um and i do think it's dangerous for anyone to think oh look once this is balanced you know i'll be right that's just not life we're not we're never going to reach that tick or gold star or look you've got it all balanced and anyone promising that um you know take a wide berth around yeah. them <laughs> because it, it is just you know, we are all so different. We're all on very different journeys energetically and emotionally. And so it's finding our own best formula. You know, sometimes I liken it to just one of my job descriptions is that I've given myself is staying sane. <laughs> that sounds really, you know, awful if it's not explained properly because, you know, I, I'm not in an insane world. Well, I am, but I have things pretty well balanced at this point in my life so I'm 42 and I think it's really only been the last sort of two or three years with which this has become so important to me so my daily practice now involves finding more balance in quite a few areas um but yeah there's never any end point to it I just Absolutely. you know yeah so tell, let's talk a little bit more about emotional health. So for you, would you say there's some key pillars that we need to be focusing on when it comes to emotional health? Yeah, look, and again, I hate being this obtuse, but um, the, the pillars will differ for everybody. But if we could, you know, um, find versions of them for everyone, I think you could put them under um, finding joy every day. Um, and that could be for five minutes. But the, the joy is lost a lot in daily life, I think. Um, so true. You know, we really, we get everything we need to get done done <laughs> and we forget one of the main reasons we're here, which is 
finding those pockets of joy. You know, we can't stay joyful all the time. That's just, you know, again, not attainable. But actually creating time for joy or looking for it because a lot of people just think, oh, I'll just wait till something good happens. No, no, you're in charge of that as much as the universe is. So um, actually choosing some moments doing things that actually bring you joy. Um, one of the main emotional pillars, I believe, is that. And um, healthy boundaries. It's really important. We we do so much for everyone and ourselves can sometimes get lost in that list. Um, and that can just come down to healthy boundaries because we've either been brought up to to be people pleasers or do what we're told or or whatever it may be but um having some healthy boundaries where you're putting yourself first in situations another huge pillar of emotional health um uh, sleep's another one and again that's a very hard thing to attain all the time you know having a good sleep but we we do um operate so much better when we've got some quality hours of sleep under our belt so that should be another thing that we're trying to balance or trying hard to get more of um and what else oh i think the biggest one actually is not beating ourselves up so much yeah i think everyone is just way too hard on themselves including myself so you know this is so not a preach this is a i'm here with you but it's something i'm really working on again on a daily basis because my emotional health is so much better um once i realized that that mean voice um had way too much airtime and to shut it down as quickly as possible because it's always going to be there isn't it we're not going to fight human nature here but we are needing to learn this about ourselves and not give it all that bloody time of telling ourselves that we're not doing what we should be doing how that is such a waste of our energy and really drains our emotional health bucket mm, for sure take, take away that megaphone <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah turn that volume down love it and you're so right it's not about fighting it and it's not about um getting rid of it because we all have it and you can but you can actually work with it and yeah. start to change that dialogue internally and start to change it to be so much more kind to ourselves because there is no purpose to the berating like there is no purpose no harsh on yourself and it doesn't actually and I think it's the old way of looking at motivation like a lot of the time we talked about how you know, you've got to be harder on yourself and higher expectations and push yourself mm. and I think that that got to the extreme where it was kind of like we're motivated when you're mean to yourself but it's really yeah. doesn't work yeah. yeah no and you know look it can be motivating for some but it's damaging at the same time so creating a new motivation to get things done other than self-berating is uh, is a really important switch to make because mm. often the the layers of accumulative damage of all this sort of berating ourselves doesn't show up right away but it does show up it will be creating blocks that you're not even aware are yeah. there yeah so true absolutely yeah. so yeah. Do, do you find that with the people that you work with do you find that a lot of people are really quite afraid of their emotions Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. We even have to preface quite a bit of um, information on the website with, uh, I've written a blog about working with the flower essences and getting the most out of them. And there's a large paragraph on persisting through what feels like the opposite of a, 
effect of what you've actually gone on them for because of course that that release is is it's going to be uncomfortable especially for people who have been keeping these emotions in and i get keeping emotions in i understand it sometimes we have to do it but yeah it isn't actually that great for us and we do need outlets for that emotion later if it can't be done at the time you know you don't want to start screaming and tantruming in the middle of a work meeting if something doesn't go your way or or lose it in front of your kids on a daily basis but there are things that you know we need to you know energy is is just it's science isn't it it's an equation you need outlet for input it's just it has to go somewhere so rather than it disrupting our cells and being pushed into our physical body in layers we we do need to let that steam out and that could be you know our exercise it could be having a good cry it could be a lot of it actually happens in our dreams which is an excellent passive way to um to outlet some of our emotions but yeah and the flower essences can feel a bit icky initially look some people feel great straight away because they just have this sort of less pressure feeling on themselves they almost feel like a relief is going on um but yeah some find it very uncomfortable and that's so understandable isn't it emotions are can be big can be scary and persisting through discomfort it's not really a first point of human nature is it we we go oh that's uncomfortable I'm going to back away from that but um it's a it's a practice thing as well because mm. sometimes you know I used to really I suppressed emotions for a very long time before I didn't and it took a while to change that um but now it's just so much easier like I have no fear of it and no fear of my big cries and how I'll feel when I really look at something. Mm. And I think when you consistently repress them and you constantly push them down, over time it actually starts to eliminate the ability for you to actually experience a multitude of emotion. So yeah. like you were saying before, like finding joy, for someone yeah. who has suppressed emotion for so long, even trying to do that is difficult. Exactly. I remember my first, I'm a huge believer in, I know it is, it is sad. Um, And I'm a huge believer in talk therapy as well. I see a psychologist and it's one of the best things I've done for my health. Um, But I remember when I saw my first psychologist, it was, it was during postnatal depression after my second baby. And um, they said to me, you know, you have to find some joy. And I just, I had no idea what that looked like. Like, I just had lost touch, you know. I, there was so much stress around creating the business and having babies, becoming a mum for the first time, feeling like I was failing at it and not doing well that I had. And, you know, you don't want to let that sort of stuff out. <laughs> you you want to keep that shut away, those dark feelings. And I, um, I yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Christine. I suppressing those things also suppress the other things like the joy part of my life was I I remember feeling really surprised by that question going well I don't know what that looks like please don't make me find find what makes me joyful because that just sounds like homework I can't pass you know I felt yeah so good example but I love how it's now become a part of what's so important to you like every single day and it's priming yourself to find those moments and not expecting it to happen just 
you know, I think we're so even in society taught about how we, you will be happy once you've, you've achieved this and you will be happy once yeah. you've purchased this and yeah. you know, we're shown as being inadequate or not worthy based on, you know, marketing and advertising mm. and crazy stuff like that, that we're, yeah. you know, our brains are primed with that. Whereas priming it to find joy on a daily basis is such a beautiful practice. I just love that. Yeah, no. And it's, yeah, I think it's been forgotten by a lot of busy people. Um, you know, because they save it for the weekend or holidays and then it's very hard to quickly access because you're out of mm. practice. Um, and it it can be so simple, um, it, you know, and I found it a hard time to finally find what made me joyful. But once I actually found out what those things are, yeah, making time in a daily practice for them uh, changes everything. You can mm. You can access joy a lot faster. And, yeah, it doesn't have to cost anything. Um, I've always been known as a pleasure seeker because I, I love my food and I love a good wine and I love movies and reading and uh, all these things give me joy. The ocean, um, just walking on the sand in bare feet. I don't get to do that much living in Brisbane, but by God, I'll, I'll, I'll make myself get there as often as I can. Um, or just being in water. So, you know, even get, purchasing a house with a pool, finally I can, I can find joy really quickly because just submerging in water gives me joy. <laughs> um, but you know, that, and that differs for everyone, but yeah, it is a very important practice to yeah. focus on. And even just noticing the small little things, like I love actually noticing children experience new things or curiosity oh, yeah. for life or just the laughter of children. I think that's just really beautiful to be able to be present. So do you think that's one of the key things that you teach people is how to be present? Yes, well, the, um, one of our most popular blends is called Slow Down and it's popular for a reason because uh, so many of us need to do it. Um, and, it, and yeah, joy is pretty hard to um, create if you're not in the present moment. Um, we can feel joy from remembering certain memories, but we're all, we may be going actually back into that present. It has to be when we're not distracted. It has to be while we're actually focusing on something because joy for me is is a, a very strong feeling that you wouldn't be able to get while you're multitasking, would you? Because you're not actually um, really there to receive it all. So, yeah, it actually, and that's why joy is so good because it makes you be in the present because you're focusing on what's making you happy, which is taking you to right there and then. Yeah. 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 Nice, nice, awesome. So, can you tell us a little bit, a little bit more about how flower essences work? Right. Well, so because um, a lot of people get confused about the difference between flower essences and essential oils, um, essential oil, and I'll use this comparison to help explain what it is. An essential oil is the extraction of the oil from a particular plant. So it's very, it's an oil, uh, a volatile oil. It's got an amazing fragrance often. Um, a flower essence has no smell and is a water base because what it actually is is the energy from a particular flower. It's the vibrational imprint that's been left in the water. So we'll get that vibration from the water and we will put a preservative with it and that then creates an energetic shift in us and we take it orally. So you ingest the the flower essence you take seven drops um straight in the mouth or in water and um 
over time you're accumulating an energy created from a flower which and there are very specific um, practices of energy in each flower so we have over or oh, we now work with about 180 different flower essences so um, we have many things to address with each different flower and they are basically just calibrating your own energy we're just a big massive energy every human has many energy fields around them and within them we have energy centers in our body that you might know of as chakras um, so these meridian channels running through our chakras and all through our body as well as energetic layers around us can all be altered by taking another vibration um, wow. so we're actually altering them by increasing the energy flow where it's needed and at the chakra where it's needed and yeah for the reason that they're needed to take so we generally have a good idea about what of a lot of people need so we have 28 different blends now that all contain different flowers you know so slow down help focus sweet dreams mama magic like a boss you name it there's and we've got one for every chakra as well um but we also can make custom flower essence blends up. So if people have a specific issue that they need to really nut out, we do an online questionnaire and then I handpick the flower essences that are needed for that person to go into a formula. Mm. But yeah, it's a bit woo-woo for some people, but they've been around for thousands of years. Um, Rescue Remedies are well-known bark flower essence. They came out of England. We, I work with Australian bush flowers essences so yeah we're resonating with a similar energy to where we're from um and yeah that that's that's flower essences that's awesome sounds amazing yeah. yeah it's really they're really cool to work with they were one of my first subjects that i ever did within my naturopathy um course and i just took to it straight away i loved uh, how something so subtle and so non-invasive and safe because you're not ingesting a physical substance they can be taken very regularly and it's why i really got into them again when i became a mum and when i was pregnant because there were so many other of my supplements i couldn't take but i could still keep up the flower essences and through breastfeeding and then when my children were small there was something i could give them you know safely to to really help us all um yeah they're they're an amazing they're amazing subtle energy and i love actually i, sh I saw on your socials the other day about a post where you were helping a mum with their child was having challenges and getting to sleep oh yes well um so we have this pack called the wind down pack which contains slow down which is um one that I mentioned earlier, slow down is very good for kids who seem to be bouncing off the walls <laughs> because that's the main reason why they can't settle for sleep. You know, they're just sort of so overstimulated. Um, and so it contains slow down and the sweet dreams. So those two blends together can have amazing effects on our sleep because they're really just calming the whole energetic field of the body down, just makes it easier to go into our. Uh, parasympathetic nervous system for sleep mm, cool yeah yeah and so you get um, a lot of people come to you with say stress and anxiety as well yeah yes well that seems to be you know i hate to say it but my bread and butter because it's just it's so rampant christine and and it doesn't surprise me though you know being there done that 
still go there on occasion. Anxiety is a part of life um, for me and I manage it quite well these days. But for many years, I didn't even know I was anxious. <laughs> and looking back, I go, oh, wow, that was all anxiety. Got it, you know. You know, I think it really is more prevalent these days because life has gotten busier and faster and we're accessing way more information than we used to be able to. So our downtime has changed quite a bit. We'll often be scrolling and reading more information instead of just letting our mind wander Mm. Um, because the mind wander part of ourselves is actually really important. Um, Navel-gazing is another term that's been given, just that empty space where you actually don't have to get more information in your head or be doing anything you're just actually being and your mind might be busy but at least it's actually doing its own thing you know it's going on its own pathway so I do believe that could be why we have a lot more anxiety out there Um, I won't go into all the other reasons because there are just so many but naturopathically speaking we're consuming a lot of different foods that aren't great for our nervous system um, because they're not great you know if the gut is not happy our anxiety can be pretty bad. All of our calming hormones are made in our gut. So, you know, lifestyle and, and, and diet are massive contributors now to the anxiety that we have in kids and adults. So our health blend is our second biggest blend because that's the one we take when we're feeling stressed and ruffled and anxious, yeah. Mm, amazing. And so I can... I can honestly imagine the people listening to this going, oh, yeah, I can definitely do with some of that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like it's like bottling, you know, a, a, a meditation or because there's a lot of things that change our energy, our, the frequency that we're vibrating at. You know, a, a walk along the sand or in nature, nature has the most impact on our vibrations because we're absorbing the earth, we're absorbing this calming energy that's with us always in nature, but we're not getting into nature enough and we're not, um, you know, we're not doing those lovely calming meditations every day. So it is a, a, a lovely option to have something that you can take that will settle down your energy when you're too busy to do the other things but I can't stress enough flower essences can't take the place of all the other things that do help us in the long term with creating you know a strong happy nervous system like getting into nature and and having some time to meditate and rest and an and empty space in our head for it to go where it wants but yeah, yeah. And I, mean, I wouldn't be I can't do without my flower essences because they're just so good to have at the ready I absolutely agree. Getting into nature helps us to recharge on such a massive level. And you're so right. So many people just don't take the time to get out there and actually experience it. Or they're so busy that it's not something that they have on their to-do list. And I think it's something that I feel like even if I've gone three or four days of working from home or going to meetings and back and forth and not actually getting out and experiencing nature, I do definitely feel the impact. So I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, because, I mean, even um, if you've got grass where you live, going with bare feet onto the grass, because, yes, some of us live in cities and nature can be weekend only and even then, you know, not every weekend. So just doing some earthing with bare feet on the grass, that completely can change our vibration Mm because we're actually absorbing stuff from the earth. It's, yeah, I think what can't be seen is often, you know, pushed under the carpet or felt like not as important but just because we can't see what's happening doesn't mean a massive impact is being had 
Mm, I agree. Totally. And so I'd love to hear a little bit more about the sleep log that you did, because I think I totally agree that sleep is probably the most important thing for human beings. Yeah. Enough of it. So what did you discover when you were researching your sleep log? Um, I discovered that, you know, I wasn't alone with my sleep issues. Um, it's one in three Australian adults have, you know, real sleep issues and a lot more. It, so it would be a lot more than that. It'd be at least half because this is just what's been reported or recorded medically. Um, and, you know, I know a lot of us don't sleep well and don't go to the doctor about it or have it actually monitored in any way. Um, and it's another area where I don't like to make people feel stressed about how much sleep they aren't getting because that's the worst thing you can do for your sleep <laughs> because <laughs> it's the stress we experience in our thoughts that can alter how well our quality sleep is later on because if we're having too many adrenaline and cortisol spikes during the day, that's going to impact what's happening at night. We're going to have more waking and less quality um, deep sleep um, simply because all our hormones work together and they're a cascade and they're always doing this beautiful dance that includes our reproductive hormones and our insulin. So if we don't have a good circadian rhythm, which is where melatonin and serotonin are doing this lovely dance and I'm making <laughs> waves with my hands and realizing the listeners can't see this. <laughs> it's hard not to talk with my hands. Yeah. So, so I don't like to go, you must get your seven to eight hours of sleep a night because I think that is another stress to add to people's, oh my God, I've got to do this list. But there are a lot of things in the blog that I've outlined that you can just help create more quality sleep. You know, I don't want anyone to aim for a number, but there is a lot of things you can actually do to increase the sleep you have. Of course, getting to bed earlier is always going to help. But there, on top of that, there are a lot of things that you can do to have the, a better sleep for the sleep you are getting. Yes, yeah, so uh, let me try and think of probably one of the main ones So, because there are a lot of things to do. But probably the easiest would be keeping the stress levels down. And, yeah, that's easier said than done. But that is the biggest impact, um, sleep. Mm. But even just... Even just starting to take an inventory of what causes you stress, like sometimes yeah. we're so oblivious yeah. to all the things that we kind of almost box them in together and it's just this whole 12 hours of <laughs> life yeah. that we're constantly stressed where yes. it's like where can you inject some quiet time or inject some time where you are just, like you said before, just sitting and not consuming anything, yeah. not any, in any information. Because what often we do is that even in our downtime, we're on the mm. phone, right? Mm. Mm. Exactly. And, you know, I'll, yeah, if I'm driving somewhere in my car, I'll be, you know, Bluetooth calling people because I feel like, oh, well, I can fill this time in, uh, you know, even if it's a 10-minute drive somewhere. Um, so, yes, you're so right. And the whole... You know, we could even just start scheduling five or ten minute gaps of where we literally we could have a phone alarm tell us this is time for you to actually go sit somewhere. You don't even have to try and meditate if that stresses you out, but you just have to sit somewhere and not look at your phone or not take in information for five minutes and then increase that to ten minutes, you know. Mm -hmm. And if that's all you do as a change, you know, if you have sleep issues, that will actually make 
a change with how much better sleep you can get mm. um, because every time we go more into the green zone and out of the red zone so I call the red zone you know our fight or flight which is what a lot of us are constantly living in and that's a fair bit of cortisol and adrenaline actively coursing through our veins and um, and anytime we can move towards the other end of the green what I call the rest and digest um, part of the spectrum is times when you're refueling your body by not allowing that adrenaline and cortisol to be the, the, the main energy source. Mm. Um, Cause a lot of people think they're fine because they're, they've still got energy to get up and do all the things. Um, and then they're wondering why they're so exhausted and not sleeping well. <laughs> well, you know, because it doesn't matter how much you cram into a day, you're not going to exhaust yourself to sleep better you're actually going to make sleep worse because you're mentally exhausted due to all the adrenaline and cortisol spikes you've you've received throughout the day so yeah any of those downtime methods you can create are going to really help your sleep mm. um, in the blog there's a big pre-sleep tip section too a lot of things you can do before bed to to increase quality of sleep as well. But yeah, if I had to pick one just to talk about now, it's just, yeah, it's having less adrenaline and cortisol run you during the day. Yeah. Well, I'll make sure I put a link to the blog so then people can find it and read it. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Cause it's, uh, I did, it's a, it's a lot of info in that blog. It's been very helpful to a lot of people. Awesome. Now I'd love to get your perspective on what works well for you, because I would imagine like you're running a business, you've got two yeah. kids, you know, yeah. all the hecticness of what goes on with life. What's your go? Yeah. My go to is I have a really good um, pre bed routine. Now <laughs> I was one of those people that could never stop watching Netflix. If you're in one of those amazing series, you know, then you're like one more, one more. And you're like, Holy shit, it's 2am. How did that happen? Um, <laughs> so I have this very strict rule for myself where there's, you know, definitely no screens after 8pm because a really good sleep happens. Um, if there's not been blue light exposure right before going to sleep. So, you know, and again, being the naughty naturopath mum, see, I've given myself leeway to not do things right all the time. Of course, there are some nights where I'm like, no, I've been watching something till 10. But generally, I'll try and get off any screens by eight, which means I have two hours of just doing things that calm me down for a good sleep and, and to be asleep by 10 without all the things that will interrupt my sleep later. So, and not everyone can do this, but I've got an at home infrared sauna now <laughs> so awesome. often, yeah it's amazing I love infrared saunas I used to go and do them at local places to me but we got one in this winter at home and I just relax and have that heat that really calms my nervous system down and I love my chamomile tea yeah so the infrared sauna is a lovely relaxing thing but that's not something everybody can do um, but any relaxing activity you can do instead of being watching a screen before bed. I mean, reading. God, I love to read too. And I've been doing more reading now. I've given myself this rule of no screens after eight. So getting lots of books read and not on a Kindle, you know, because again, mm. that's a screen, but actual paper um, back books, which, you know, I'm loving because I love fiction and it's an escape for me too, you know. Um, a lot of people go, oh, you read so much, Alicia. Do you read all the entrepreneur and business books? I'm like, no, nah, <laughs> never, <laughs> because I, I do so much of that in my day. And so at night, it's all about 
completely nothing to do with what I've done during my day for my escape. So fiction, it's all about the fiction for me. So there, you know, and I, I take my flower essences too. I've been very good with those lately. So Sweet Dreams really does help me before bed. Beautiful. Um, I give it to my kids the same time as I take it. So yeah, it's a good reminder for myself when I give it to the kids. Nice. And so you mentioned before, before we jumped on the call, you were talking yeah. a little bit about the Like a Boss pack. Can you please tell us? Oh, about yeah. That? So the Like a Boss pack I created for myself because it's sort of another name I was going to give it was the Entrepreneur Pack because <laughs> I wanted some blends that would just help people like myself that are juggling a lot. So the Like a Boss blend was born, which is basically about helping with your self-confidence as well as clarity and, and focus um, and getting everything you need to get done without all the stress that that juggle can involve. So the Like a Boss blend, um, the Sweet Dreams is in that pack because I find a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs and just anyone juggling a lot, their sleep is impacted, you know, by what we've just been talking about earlier. Mm. There's more cortisol and adrenaline when we're juggling lots of parts of our lives. So some sweet dreams always helps. And what else is in that pack? The manifest blend. Um, manifest is very important for business owners and entrepreneurs because we can often go, oh, that that might not happen. Or if I do this, this might happen. Or if I do that, that might happen. But we need a lot of trust to do what we do and trusting in the universe is about manifesting what we're wanting to achieve. We want that to come to us. We don't want to be running behind that all the time. Let's just bring it to us. And that's exactly what the manifest blend is for. So we're taking a vibration in manifest that aligns with what we're actually after. And I, the energy of what we're after and I get people to take that when they're noticing those negative thoughts pop up take your manifest blend, um, think about how you'd like that situation to go or, or what you'd like to happen. And let's see if we can, yeah, attract that a little easier. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Definitely jumping on to check that out for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a great pack. Yeah. It's really um, covers quite a lot of bases. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd love to know a little bit more about your experience with your business. So if yeah. you think about your experience over the last six years, what do you think one of the biggest lessons was that you've had to learn along the way? Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> just one, just one, Christine. That's oh, if you've got a few. The, um, <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> there's been so many lessons. Letting go is probably the first one that jumps to mind um, with a business that's grown as fast as mine has, there's been so many stages of letting more and more responsibility go to other people, which for a type A kind of control freak like myself, that's been interesting to watch <laughs> play out. <laughs> um, but it's been the best lesson because it's helping me in my personal life as well. You know, we try and control and do everything so much ourselves sometimes. Um, and yeah, a, a surefire way to have issues with stress is maintaining that status quo of doing it all yourself. So um, I've actually as difficult as the letting go process has been, it's been the, one of the best lessons I've learned in business. So I have a business manager, a really strong team on the ground. My business manager is based in Melbourne. She does a lot of the stuff that I don't really have time for and behind the scenes work. And the ground team now run everything really beautifully. Um, but, you know, first handing over you know, integral parts that I'd always done was just, yeah, it was very interesting. 
Yeah, but um, <laughs> but I feel so much more real. Like once I'm through that transition phase, like the letting go has actually happened, it's done. The the relaxation and relief that that's no longer mine to to carry is just wonderful. So it's very much worth pushing through. I have a blend called Let It Go, by the way. <laughs> so if anyone has issues with uh, that, um, I've been chugging that for many years, and. Um, <laughs> I think uh, a thick skin's a big one too, but I don't mean like suppressing that emotion that's coming up. So no, thick skin's the wrong word. Maybe just not focusing on, on the negativity that can come up, whether that be from friends and family or uh, competitors or customers or clients, you know, negativity is always going to be part of life. And I believe it's more of a um, chance to, to work on yourself rather than work on what that person is saying or that they've raised. So focus more on what that's raised within you. Um, what they've actually said doesn't matter <laughs> because that's, you know, that's their business. That's their perception and what they've raised. That's their stuff. But if whatever they're, what they've raised raises something in you, have a look at that and see how that can teach you or lean you towards a, something else but just not sort of sticking with the negativity side of it, you know. Constructive criticism is great, but really not letting it go into a place that's going to fester and, and let that self-berating stuff happen because, as I said earlier, that has to be cut off at the knees quite quickly. So take any information that will help you and run with it and all the rest you can just throw out because it's a waste of your time and energy to focus on that. Yeah. Hallelujah. Love yeah. that. <laughs> awesome. So what do you, what do you feel that you've learned about yourself through the journey of running a business? Okay. Um, I've learned that I had some old blocks that were there before, before all this began. And, you know, I, I've always called myself the accidental businesswoman because this was always going to be something I did for a time before going back to consulting, maybe when my kids were in school, but you know, this business is now such a, a beautiful part of my life. And, uh, you know, now I'm, I, I don't see myself consulting again. I just see myself taking naughty naturopath mum wherever it needs to go. So, yeah, I, I've not, never studied business and I've never done any formal study even online to help run an online business. So it's just been a, um, a, <laughs> a fumble along the way. <laughs> because uh, a lot of things you just have to learn on the job, don't you? So I learned that there was some blocks from my childhood that were getting in the way of stuff. So again, the work with my psychologist has helped so much. Just, I think that's what business has done for me personally. It's made me realize how I tick. I, I don't think I would have ever learned that if I'd not gone into business for myself or, or built this. Uh, I might've, but definitely not as quickly as I have. Um, and I love how that helps in all areas because whether that's conversations with my husband or, or other family um, or how I conduct myself with staff and it, it's just, it's been a wonderful learning journey to, to let go of some of these childhood beliefs and, and just see how far you can go without them because, yeah. 
yeah, it's a big thing. And, and, and I'm sure everyone's got them, but you don't really know what yours are until you really launch into something big, do you? And, yeah, and you've got so to find true. your stumbling blocks and look at those stumbling blocks instead of going, oh, well, I just can't handle that side very well. But why? What's there? What's, what's behind that or underneath it? Um, yeah, I think talking through things with a professional is such an amazing thing. And yeah, I, I think I'm very grateful to my business for, for that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just love that because it's so true. Business does shine a light on so yeah. much of yourself that you didn't realize was there. <laughs> God, yeah. It's like a big magnifying glass. And when it's your business, you know, it's all, it rides on you. So you want to do your best. And I don't ever want to do anything half-assed. Um, uh, you know, if I'm doing this, I want to do it the best way I can possibly do it and I need to let go of some of my my old stuff to do that yeah love it yeah awesome. yeah what do you feel has been your proudest moment oh I feel like I've got those every day because I get really proud every time we get a good review and we can't keep up with our good reviews anymore oh, <laughs> I, used to, I used to save them all like and now it's just yeah but I know I've aside from that um I won an entrepreneurial award, um, which is the first time when I realized, oh, this isn't just a stopgap kind of thing that I'm doing between babies and them going to school. This is, this is who I am now. So um, it's an organization called Ausmumpreneur, and I've forgotten which year it was. Uh, it's got to have been at least three or four years ago. So maybe two years into running this business, I uh, got the Rising Star Award and it was down in Melbourne and, you know, got, got a trophy and it's like, oh, wow, a big prize pack. And I felt very, who am I? Who is this? And there was a lot of pride there because I never saw myself as a businesswoman probably before that night. Yeah, wow. <laughs> um, someone nominated me and I ended up down in Melbourne and then when I ended up winning, I was like, what is going on? And then I felt proud very recently too when we moved into our new headquarters, which was just in May this year. Because you know, I look around that this massive space now, and and the team that's in it, and go, wow, you know, it's that, that's what that was a really proud moment once yeah. it finally sunk in, and once the stress of the move <laughs> had <laughs> had cleared for me to go, yeah, I feel proud. Because I think it's it's hard because it's so virtual. Like when we have on online businesses, it's so virtual. Yeah. But having that space to go, wow, I've yeah. created this and given yeah. so many possibilities and opportunities for your team members as well, like that must yeah. be a moment. Yeah, it is. To be able to nourish and not so much mentor, but I guess a little bit of mentoring other people that work for me is is really cool. I've got a naturopathy student who's doing so well and just love having her on the team and then my uh, another lady who's incredible um with the customer support side of things she's actually going to start studying naturopathy and um, she's you know a mum of two kids of similar ages to mine and I just love that you know if I'm going to sort of spread motivation in an area this is fantastic that it's spreading Mm. Um, in this area because I think it's really important to look at supporting people's emotional health I really do yeah sure. yeah what do you wish people knew more of in regards to their emotional health um just how much is under the surface so you know if you could picture in your mind that good old iceberg 
uh, metaphor of the tip being above. That's just what we show the world on a day to day. And then you look under the a surface level of the water and how big and massive it is. You know, that's the, the core of what's really running us. Our subconscious runs us more than we know. Um, and, and being more in touch with those emotions is so helpful. You know, we won't beat ourselves up as much if we say, if we yell at our kids and all we do later on is I'm such a bad mom. I've just yelled at my kids again. And Oh my God, you know, you can reframe that once you've gotten to know your emotions better and what's lying under the surface, you can go, actually, I'm suffering from a bit of anxiety. And that's all that yelling was because a lot of, um, what I call, you know, popcorn anger, where it's just and stops. It's just it's steam trying to be let out um, that's been under so much pressure for so long. So understanding yourself more will allow you to go easier on yourself because you can go, oh, okay, that's what that is. What I'm working on getting to know myself a bit better and have more awareness of my emotions. So you're not going to stay as long in the beating yourself up dialogue, are you? Because you're going to go more to, oh, that's what's happened then. Mm, love that. I love that mm. because it's so true that we do. We just constantly beat ourselves up. But using that as a signpost of going, hey, what's what's going on here? Like what do yeah. I need to look at? And how can yeah. I use this as a lesson rather than another opportunity to beat ourselves up? Exactly. I mean, awareness is absolute gold. And more awareness, more gold. It just keeps accumulating gold. It's just, it's such a wealth to have awareness. Mm. It's the best commodity out there. <laughs> Self-awareness. And it's all about emotions. Yeah. yeah. Love that. What are you most excited about for next? <gasps> oh, I've got products coming out, new lines of products. That's so very exciting. We've got something launching a whole new line of products in about a month and then another line of products just before Christmas. So a lot going on this year. Um, part of our move into the new premises in May was to give us more space for more production and manufacturing. And that's really exciting. I'm very excited about that. Wish I could say more, but I'll have to leave it at that. <laughs> awesome. I can see the excitement on your face. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for that. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I want to thank you so much for spending this time with me today. I really appreciate you diving into all the aspects of emotional health and I want to acknowledge you for all the work that you're doing in the world to help support people because a lot of people feel like they don't have that support and they don't have that outlet to really go, well, okay, something's not, not right here. There's no balance and I'm not, yeah. where do I go for my information? And a lot of the time it's just that down that general route and yeah. you know, that traditional old school route, but I just yeah. love the way that you're bringing light to emotional health and making it okay and making it Thank you. okay to be naughty. Thank you. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you, Christine. Thanks so much for having me. And if I could just leave with one thing is, yeah, we need to remove the stigma from looking after our mental and emotional health. It's been ignored for too long. And I mean, using the flower essences is lovely and it's such a great way to do gentle support. But, you know, if you don't feel like you're doing your best because of certain emotions that aren't going away or that you feel are holding you back just it's as important as going to see someone about that as, as it is if you've got the flu or you've broken your leg you need to address every aspect of your health and if if your emotional health is actually running everything else it's even more important than going 
for you know a physical illness isn't it it's mm. it's it's and i'll never stop sharing the message that people just need to become more comfortable with talking about not being okay sharing their emotions and actually going and getting help if it's needed because you know best thing i've ever done and people say to me oh there's nothing wrong with you why do you see a psychologist and i'm like that's why there's nothing wrong with me right now i see a psychologist just you know because I'm she's doing the self-work. Yeah, she's as important to me as my chiropractor or my masseuse or anyone else that's looking after me. Yeah. Mm, love that. I think that's such an important mission to have to be able to reduce that stigma because yeah. you're so right. Like there's so many people out there in so much pain but not feeling yeah. like they can actually talk to someone when there is so many opportunities to, to do that but it's the stigma that's holding people back for sure. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, we just have to keep the conversation going to help yeah. that along. So that's what I wanted to do there. And, you know, there are mental health care plans that you can see your GP about. So you've got 10 um, subsidised visits, you know, mm -hmm. straight off the bat if that's needed. So, you know, if anything's been holding you back, I hope you go, no, I'm going to do it just to yeah. check myself out. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. And thank you so much for this conversation. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you, Christine. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode. So please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week. And here's to taking your life to the next level.